Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family. I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom. Hey, everybody. Byron Rogers here, the Executive Protection Lifestyle and Bravo Research Group. Um, I've got some amazing gentlemen uh, that I had the pleasure of meeting uh, a, a few months back in some circumstances where I really needed some professionals to help me out with regards to getting things done. Michael and Constantine of Sentinel Security. Uh, it's an honor to be here with these gentlemen. How y'all doing today? Thanks very much, man. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys, um, I mean, I needed I needed help, so I reached out to you guys, and um, uh, you were able to supply me with what I needed on, on a weekend when, you know, everybody in the industry was really, really busy. Uh, so I, I really appreciated that. And the work product was, was fantastic and my clients were happy, you know, and I, I think that's what kind of started our relationship off. And then kind of, we met in person when you guys came to LA to visit right, right. and we had this conversation that was just huge, you know, it was, for me. And I think for you guys, it was, it was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's really what, what triggered me to want to have y'all have y'all on the show to share kind of what you're about, what your company's about, um, the direction you're taking things and, and everything like that. So, you know, uh, without further ado, yeah, speak on it. No, amazing. Amazing, man. Well, look, thank you. Uh, thank you so much again for having us, uh, Brian. Um, I mean, I love the word organic because it, it really has been uh, a word that has kind of, you know, uh, been over us uh, since inception. Um, and, uh, and, you know, uh, for us to come down to LA and for us to connect with you prior to that and, and just where we are right now, again, organic. And, and it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, for us, uh, my, obviously I'm Constantine. I'm, I'm a, one of the CEOs of Sentinel security. Um, uh, my partner, uh, who's not here with us today is out of the country. Um, I also have Mike Reventar here, who's our COO. And, uh, I mean, uh, you know, with the with with the, the the several of us that basically put our heads together, we're really trying to just kind of trailblaze a path in our city that will become viral and contagious around the world in, in how we do security. Awesome. Awesome. And like I mean just to jump almost like right into it, you know, like mm-hmm. this way of doing security, you know what are kind of the values behind that? What is the differentiation with regards to that? You know, I'll speak to that. So this is Michael saying hello to yourself and everyone that's listening. Mm -hmm. Um, First off, I just want to say, say hello to Los Angeles. Whenever 
I hear the words, there's something in my heart that uh, gets nice and warm and fuzzy. So just uh, <laughs> when you step outside into the heat, right? It's been pretty cold in Toronto, Canada, right now. So uh, yeah, just just embrace it, embrace it for us up here. <laughs> Enjoy the heat, <laughs> yeah, dig it, man. But in, in terms of in terms of values, I think one thing that we kind of have across the board within our company and even our clientele, we've, we've made a real conscious effort to work with like-minded individuals. And I think if there's one thing at the core, it's, there's nothing fancy. It's hard work. Yeah. There's something about just hard work that as much as we learn, as much as we know about, you know, as many self-help books that are in the bookstores and mm-hmm. one kind of has a, a new paradigm or movement that they're trying to embrace at the core, hard work, is probably the rarest thing that we find. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that, I guess, for the most part, everyone tries to portray, but in in a fleeting moment, it just dissipates over time. And we've mm-hmm. seen even some of the, our best that started strong, they quickly fade out. So I think hard work over the long haul is the bed on everything we do. So everything that we value from uh, serving our clients and essentially approaching the work with great care, with great detail, bringing kind of our whole body, mind, and spirit towards the work. All those things, I mean, those are all really nice, but if it doesn't have a table to stand on, and for us, I think the table, the foundation is hard work. Yeah. No, that's not a answer, but that's the truth. No, no, that's the truth. I think if you, if you trace, like, like, I think a lot of times now in our world, we look at, like, the surface of things, you know? Oh, are these guys, you know, they have these accolades, they have these clients, they have this look, this feel, and people are attracted to that. But I think what they they fail to realize is that at the genesis of all that, at the foundation of all that, and what will make uh, that work product valuable or not in the end, and what really will determine whether or not it's just like, you know, a fleeting, you know, the mm-hmm. topping to the cake or not is, if when you get down to it, there's actually hard work down there, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. That's exactly it. Exactly. You know? So I love the simplicity of it. Simplicity is the ultimate, right? Is it, what is it? Leonardo da Vinci. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Something along those lines. Yeah. Right. Um, Clive Davis, the, the great trumpet player who, tr- who taught Quincy Jones how to play trumpet. He's got a great quote. Simplicity is the most complex form. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So now I love yeah. that. And now, you know, I feel like in today's world, you know, I always hear my parents say we have it easier than, uh, than the last <laughs> couple of generations, but like, really, you know, I feel like it's easier to stand out today. If you have a good work ethic, you know, right, even yes. with, with guys that I'm vetting with guys that I'm, 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 I'm working with and hiring and putting in places, you know, there's some guys that just want to make a play. There's some guys that just want to show up, you know, I call them and they get things done and they get in there and I'm like, man, it's refreshing, you know, but it's, it's becoming more and more rare, you know? So, right. you know, right. to, to guys yeah, out, the, go ahead. That's the positive side of it is that I guess when the, the average, the median, the barometer is so low, you yeah. know, you just do a little bit and you, you do stand out. I mean, that's, I guess that's the, that's the advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so like to guys out there that are like, well, geez, you know, I want to get into executive protection and you know, how can I like kind of like, stand out in the game, yo, real talk, work hard, cross your T's, dot your I's, but like, like work hard and work smart, learn, be a sponge and just be willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. You know, uh, 
Mm-hmm. So I think that's how I earned a lot of my stripes was I was just like, I chased the pager and I just took, I took the job, whatever it was, I just took it. And I worked everything like as if I was, you know, doing it to my Lord, you know, like I just worked everything exactly. as best I could, you know. I, I like, I like, I like how you said, uh, you know, be a sponge. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we say this all the time to, to new people that are looking, coming on board and even to our existing personnel is that the one thing that can take you out completely from moving forward is an ego. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you, you need to have a humble spirit. You need to have a teachable spirit. You need to be like a sponge that can absorb uh, basically what we're going to pour into you. Because um, at the end of the day, if you're full of water and, and you cannot absorb anymore, I mean, at the end of the day, you've kind of like hit your your cap, right? I mean, yeah. You know it all, right? I mean, uh, yeah. You I, guess, I guess you've arrived already. Yeah. yeah. You don't need anything else. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, that's I right. couldn't agree more, man. Got that empty cup, that Bruce Lee stuff, man. Um, that's yeah. right. <laughs> you know, that's where it's at. You were talking about um, kind of the interview process, Constantine. You mentioned how it's like yeah. this really kind of, you know, maybe non-conventional uh, process that you guys go into as far as like, you know, not so much seeking to understand, you know, your kind of hard skills, um, but kind of seeking to understand the person on a basic level, you know, can you talk right. a little bit about that and why you do that and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, don't, I, no, don't give away any secrets. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Michael's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I say it because people might listen and come in prepared. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? Um, I think I actually made, I mentioned this quote to you uh, mm-hmm. when we met, but it's by P.T. Barnum, and it was nobody ever made a difference by being like everyone else. Okay, so yeah. for us, I, I give an example. Uh, you know, with many many companies, when they're getting in the interview stages, I mean, we have an administration team, we have a human resources team. Uh, they can very easily uh, conduct our interviews for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we actually used to do that. We used to have a, a team that would do our interviews for us. And, you know, they would do the, the method of, you know, spending an hour with each applicant, asking generic questions. What are your strengths? What are your, lots of stuff that we could all go online and rehearse for, right? So for us, if we're going to do something different, I mean, at the end of the day, it really comes from the top, right? Mm-hmm. And, and as visionaries, uh, to have such a strong passion of how you want to see security, um, you know, presented in our city and around the world, yeah. There's, I don't think there's anyone that can do a better job than that, than coming right from the top. Okay. So for us, I like to be involved in the interview stages and I always tell this to people. I mean, sometimes I don't mention at all what my position is uh, right. when I'm doing the interviews, but other times I do. And, 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 and it kind of blows them off. They're like, wait a second, the CEO of the company is interviewing me. I mean, I, I'm expecting to go through a different layer. Mm. Uh, but for us, the passion is so contagious yeah. that at the end of the session, it's like they just went through some sort of like, you know, healing conference kind of thing where they're like, well, what's happening right now? I, I feel like yeah. this may not be the right job for me, but I feel yeah. like something very special has happened here, right? Yeah. There's been a lot of individuals who've said that. They're like, you know what? I don't know if I can meet your expectations, but my <clears> life is changed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's no. So, so good. So, yeah. that's so, so for good. us, I mean, uh, part of the strategy um, is because, again, we're very clear how we want it done. And it's not to say that uh, we don't have personnel that can still carry out the passion. I mean, the, mm-hmm. they can 100% do that. But for me, it just, I see it in, this, in the interview. I built this vision of how I want to see security done. And for myself, if you're going to come in to represent what we do, I need to make sure 
that I have the confidence that you're going to carry this out. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. and I like, and then, and then I go right into examples because something they can relate to is a good story or an example. So right. I'll tell them, do you guys have high speed internet? And they'll be like, well, yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, good. I go. So if you're, if you're, if you're high speed internet, which you pay more money for just suddenly stop slowing down. Um, would you be okay with that? And they go, absolutely not. I go, you'd probably call the provider and say, I'm paying more. So why am I not getting more? Right. right. And right. I go, and that's kind of like how our relationship is with our services that we provide. We're, we're saying their standard is here and for it to be up here, that is kind of what we're saying. So it has to be up there. So for it yeah. to drop right now, mm-hmm. it's very impactful, right? Yeah. Where for someone else, where the standard is right low, it wouldn't even make a difference. Yeah. So, so a big part of us to the interview process is, is sharing the passion, getting them excited, inspiring them. And then through that, I'll find out who you are as an individual. I mean, I don't need to ask you what your strengths are to find out who you are. I'll ask you a different question that you never was able to rehearse. Yeah. And then from there, from there, it's like, okay, great. That tells me a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, and something I've learned is, you know, we can teach them hard skills, like character, man. Okay, I don't want to be, right. I, I, I can't let you have to go through the inevitable process of learning character when you've right. got my jersey on your back, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. my yeah, brand yeah. on, my name on it. Right, you know? right. I, I, I love you, but I can't let you do it, <laughs> you know, so. That's right. Um, yeah, man, That's I so love good. that. I like, love it. It's really it's a perfect a, picture. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, no, thank you, man, because I, I feel you, you know, and I thought I, it kind of, it kind of, kind of changed the way I was looking at it, too, because I, you know, I haven't been doing a lot of, like, you know, um, vetting and things like that for too long. So I was, I, I've really learned to value, like getting to know the person, getting to know kind of, you know, mm. their story, understanding their brain map, you know, the way they navigate the world, because that's in the end, that's really what you're putting your name on. And something I talk multiple, I've, t- I've spoken multiple times on the, on the podcast about is, you know, to the agents out there that are working, uh, you got to realize you got three different name brands on you. You're representing three brands at all times. You're representing the brand of the people paying you, uh, the company that you're working for, obviously, but you're also representing your client's brand. So everything you do has got to be in keeping with your client, your client and your client's brand as well. Cause you can damage that brand, uh, by doing the wrong thing on any given day, you know, and then also yeah. you're representing your brand, you know, the pride right. you have in your own last name, you know, and I, right. I look for people that say, you know what, I'm going to do a good job because my name's attached to it. You know, that, that for me is like, this is the guy, <laughs> you know, right. 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 This is the guy I want to work with. So no, yeah, that, no. yeah. I mean, I'll speak to that, that whole principle of building up or tearing down. That's mm-hmm. a perfect example. Yeah, I mean, we usually apply it for individuals, but if we apply it towards, you know, as a group building towards a vision, um, a, you know, having a great client base, a great yeah. a work environment, we have guys for years to every single shift, no matter the conditions. And in Toronto, we get minus thirty. Yeah, you guys get imagine. some serious conditions. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a city of extremes, so yeah. nothing, the faint of heart, the faint of heart can't last here. But I'll say that mm-hmm. um, some of these guys day in day out. We'll just do incredible work. And then the next guy steps in and really quickly just tears it down. We're mm. a little bit more brash with it. We'll say just kind of pisses <laughs> on all the work that's been put in front of them, you know, mm. and built before them. Yeah. And again, that expectation, just like as we were talking about, there's hard work helps you 
you to stand out above the crowd in a positive way. There's ways to stand out in a negative way. Yeah. And uh, what we pride ourselves on is we're starting to see now, I guess when we talk about culture, culture is this incredible unspoken that just guides and it gives and it just, uh, uh, there's a culture that we fostered, but there's also another element of it where it's just kind of taking a life of its own. And guys on the floor take it personally. They literally take it personally when someone doesn't perform alongside them. Okay. Yeah. And they'll check the individual. They'll have a Mm -hmm. conversation to clear expectation on what needs to happen moving forward. Mm -hmm. And if they're not confident, they are, they're fine to say, listen, uh, go home. We don't need you. Okay. There's an element of that. (laughs) There's an element of it, but I mean, speaking to what Constantine was saying, I mean, high speed, high performance. If something is, been directly identified as the reason or the cause that weak link we do what we can to rebuild it because that chain has to bear a load Mm -hmm. and if they're too cool for school and they don't want to change and they don't want to be moldable and teachable and yeah i got this uh you know i've done this for 30 years i know exactly how this works we do them a favor and we let them shine elsewhere yeah 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 Yeah, that kind of speaks to kind of our approach with dealing with people who Again, piss on the work of those before them. You know, mm-hmm. That reputation, the brand. I mean, there's something even beyond brand. I mean, we, it, that's a very uh, new term, brand. I mean, if I talked to my grandma, I was with my grandma on the weekend. She's 96, yeah. turning 97. If I asked her her thoughts on branding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? But yeah. Like you said personal character. There's something yeah. about that, that person, the who you are and who you represent and that uh, pride an ego for the right ways, you know, for, yeah. for the right reason. I think there's an element of that being locked mm-hmm. where we sometimes think, how does someone walk into a room, do what they do and leave without any shame? I mean, that's, that's surprised us at times. Right. There's zero shame on the gentleman. That guy's completely free. Like he, yeah, he can yeah. just do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, no one's following that guy and mm-hmm. no one really cares what he's doing. So we, I say this, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up my point with this is that, we pride ourselves that we have a group that cares for each other, you know, mm-hmm. and they really push each other to do great work, to go beyond what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. I, we take it, we don't take it for granted. We know there's so many circles there where people work isolated. They work mm-hmm. in solidarity. They mm-hmm. work in an environment trying to steal credit. I think we're, we know that we need each other. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the best things. Constantine, when he's doing interviews, he's digging for that. They don't know it, but mm-hmm. he literally will ask, you know, I mean, I can't give out any traits. Even then the goal, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, will, he will literally ask them to remember certain things that just happened, whether it was just a minute previous or even 10 minutes previous to that question. And you, you get that blank stare because he wants to see where they're listening. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Are someone who's listening to what's being said or are they only preparing their rehearsed answers? So he really disarms them. And he asks them questions kind of behind their back that spins them around and they don't know where they are, what they're doing. And they almost, I guess, I guess there are a lot, a lot of times they forget they're in an interview. Right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, yeah. Cause the intensity of the situation. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's funny because it's, it's actually intentional, but it gets so comfortable for them. They'll start throwing <laughs> F bombs and, and, and it's like, it's, it's like, like okay great okay, i mean okay, great thank you. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's, it's good because when you can truly take someone out of that yes that mold right you can start seeing who they really are because yeah. at the end of the day 
you're acting in an interview. Like literally, you're just, yes. just doing a, a job of acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're either good at it or you suck at it right off the bat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or you're good enough to be closer to organic with it. You know what I mean? Like, right. yes. like one feeling I've been able to walk into an interview with is like, I like myself. I've worked hard on myself. I'm presentable. So I'm going to be myself. Yeah, you know I mean, like, like, right. I'm going to just go in there and like, by the grace of God, I'm just going to be, you know what I mean? But th that's, that's a whole different, like, you know, that's, but I, I, but generally what you're saying is exactly what it is. It's, it's like a honeymoon period. It's like, it's right. like you know, it's right. like before you get married, you, two representatives are dating each other is what's happening. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. and, it's, and we know that, I mean, from that interview process, as it starts to parlay into performance yeah. you know, on the ground, we know that, you know, as you know, I guess when no one's acting anymore, what they really bring, this is who they really are. Yeah. And what's plagued most people is, you know, we, sometimes it's behavioral. We're trying to figure out why does this person keep tripping up? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I think it almost speaks to insecurity. Mm -hmm. We have a little saying that to do security well, you need to be secure. You know, and what, Brian, Brian, what you were just talking about, knowing who yeah. you are. You yeah. know, and there's something about, it's not about assertiveness. It's not about your badge. It's not about even like the entity that you represent. Mm -hmm. It's literally like, are you secure? Are you secure in yourself? Uh, do you oh, have the backing? In the yeah. yeah. And it's, again, yeah. They, we know it's a, a dichotomy. Uh, to, to security well, you have to be secure. Be secure. It's and, so beautiful. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah. so good because that is one of the quintessential issues that I find with guys that are tough to work with is that they're insecure. They're like a lot of, it's like a systemic thing. I run into it all the time. You have like, yep. my guys say, we use the word initiated. So it's like, a, there's right. a guy that's initiated. <laughs> and like he knows who he is. He's already done his stuff. He's not trying to prove yeah. himself to everybody. You know, he's not big bad security guy or, you know, the cup is, <laughs> it stays half empty at least, you know, because he's right. already, He's like an initiated male. Like he's already handled his masculinity and he's securing himself. The client can, you know, can, can, can get upset and he can be, he's grounded enough to deal with it effectively and professionally. And, you know, it's a Tuesday and executive protection. <laughs> you know I mean, it's, a, it's just a Tuesday, you know? So, um, man, to do security, you must be secure. Man, that's like, that's good stuff. That, if yeah. you learn anything, ladies and gentlemen. No, I mean, that, I mean, it just speaks to so many things. I get in the chase, you know, you have the guys, they always, what's your background? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I get it. You want to know who you're working with? I get it. But like, generally, the question comes from an insecure place. Like, how can I kind of like measure you, measure up to you? Like, you know, like this thing's right. happening. I just really appreciate that because I know as a, as I go through my day, I'm going to just see that, that like strings of that, that uh, value structure in the game. Mm -hmm. It's just true. It's true. That's right. Good. Oh man. And yeah, I think we should make a t-shirt. That's what I was about to say. That's a t-shirt right there. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. 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 You know? um, yeah. And then you said some things that were really good, man, that culture, you know, uh, being able to leverage, a really healthy culture in, in the company yes. and on a, even just on a security detail. Um, there's so much to be said for that. I mean, you guys talked about it, but um, because it's, it's, it's security is very interesting. You know, I had a buddy who was involved in some, something the other night where, you know, he had to leave, he had to leave a few of his agents 
in a situation and break contact and protect a client. Um, Hmm. And, you know, sometimes our job requires that, you know, because the client is the, that's the primary. Um, And, and, you know, just having a culture where, you know, you can depend on the guy next to you, you know, know, knowing that you can, that that they're not going to be stabbing you in the back, you know, knowing that, um, you know, that you guys are covered. There's just so much to be said for that. And I've seen guys that are like not the best agents and have even, you know, problematic tendencies come into a culture. And that's one of the things that I always strive to do is create a culture on the detail. Um, that's going to influence a lot of the, that's going to influence the guys that are lower on the totem pole out of their weaknesses and out of their vulnerabilities. You know, like one of the first things I say to a guy when they get to get to a detail is, Hey, listen, your strength is within the group. Okay. You know, don't get swept off your feet trying to get FaceTime with the client or, you know, the client's going to like you. They're going to be nice to you. You know, these types of things are going to happen, but don't start to think, you know, that, your success here depends on your relationship with the client, you know, very largely because, because, because you might be, you might be the flavor of the month now, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you might be the new shiny (laughs) thing now, you know, but you know, the game changes and life is cyclical and seasons and mountains and valleys. You won't be on the, on top all the time. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to forget the car seat one day when we need to go here or there, whatever it is. Yeah. And, that, and that's when you need the team. You're going to want to blend into the background of the team. when you Exactly. Do yeah, man. And we're going to have to hide you. <laughs> and, you <know? laughs> and then the client's going to ask about you. Like, yo, what's up with this firing guy? Is he really good to go? And, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. treating everybody good on the way up, you know. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. You know? But it helps create a strong team in that everyone starts to realize, hey, I got to cover cover my guys and, and vice versa and, and uh, deal with things on a team level, too, like you were saying. You know, the more I can no, do I like that. I like what you were saying there, just like managing expectations, something we spoke about before. Yeah. Um, being able, I guess, to prime the individual so that they could succeed. You're prepping them, you're priming them. I mean, for us, that, if there's anything that we have as a voice in leadership, we believe it's that. Is to mm-hmm. prepare them uh, to do incredibly well, you know, and yeah. to give them an idea of the lay of the land, to give them an idea of what to expect and to dissipate any false expectations they have. I mean, it's easier said than done. And sometimes, you know, those false expectations come out in the wrong, at the wrong time. Right. You know, mm-hmm. right. so there's no way to foolproof, uh, have a quality assurance plan that, you know, uh, that everything in your own little quarters gets, I guess, resolved and reconciled. You know, yeah. sometimes it has to happen right on the field and that's where if guys are secure and if they're about the team, there's just a greater chance that they're going to work to a solution. Mm-hmm. And the more mm-hmm. secure, the more teachable um, and all those things too, man, that's huge. What would you say would be one of your biggest learning experiences in the game? You know, biggest like, like, like a mistake or something. Now we're getting into the secure part, right? <laughs> Yeah, but but like just for you know for people that are going to listen to this you know we all have them you know so what would be something that you guys really learned from i got one to share but yeah constantine Constantine has a probably a huge treasure chest that he'd like (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna let mike go on this one right now because to be honest uh as much as uh i'm I'm trying to think of what really stands out there's been a lot of pivotal Mm -hmm. 
uh, timeframes uh, throughout the uh, the company's existence where we use that to say, okay, we need to we need to change something right now, mm-hmm. or we need to make something better right now. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, that probably happens on a daily basis, uh, and 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 they happen in little small doses where. If, if we're noticing that maybe something really, really small needs to be tweaked, it's better to make the adjustment right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, for example, stay with your oil changes every three months. Cause if you wait six months, then you're going to start taking down the alternator. Potentially you might start yeah. taking out the engine and it, it becomes a really big problem. So for us, I, I think the key is to, to make small adjustments, mm-hmm. uh, little tweaks all the time, but I'm going to let Mike jump into this one here because, uh, I'm yeah. actually interested myself. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, without, uh, again, being in, as ambiguous as possible, because you never know who's listening. Absolutely. That's um, the kind of the beauty and the science, the art to this podcast. You know, we talk about yeah, things right. and talking about them, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are they talking about me? You know? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. We had, uh, we had an agent who, I guess, 24 hours before detail was, I guess, a little too relaxed. Okay. Was saying his his fellow colleagues, yeah, I've been doing this a long time. Okay. And uh, I guess was saying this while smoking a cigar out on the street and getting ready. And, and you know, one of um, someone asked him, "Hey, are, are, aren't you supposed to be doing your events right now?" And he's like, "Yeah, I, I did it earlier. Did it quick. I know the city. I know the lay of the land." And he, in I mean, literally, it was almost like a movie scene in the dead of the night under a nice street light he was boasting about how uh, this city is his and anyone he takes care of uh is secure forever secure so if we fast forward less than 24 hours later i got a call and this gentleman not just sounded spatic he sounded like a scared little boy Mm. who uh and that's the truth i'm just being very very transparent with it yeah um total 180 okay and he made a mistake in location and didn't end up picking up his principal. Okay. Uh, when they were looking for him, it just so happened that that camp, they didn't want to stay in the location they were in. And they were ringing him off the hook. And back and forth, they were trying to coordinate um, a meeting point. Mm-hmm. And this gentleman from our team didn't know exactly where they were and how to get to them. And the structure of the actual property impeded him from getting to his client. Okay. And again, they say like a, a plane doesn't just go down because of one thing. It's usually six or seven variables that almost are all fluke as individuals. So, you know, that never happens. And that never happens. Anomalies. But when there's the domino effect of a couple of them, it, it greatly increases the chance that that aircraft is going to go down. And that's kind of exactly what happened. When we look back, there was a number of just little things that we should have checked, that we should have made sure that we, uh, should have not have taken for granted or taken someone just for their laissez-faire uh, answer. Okay. Mm. Um, what ended up happening is gentleman got fired off the detail before he even started. Okay. Mm. Um, and it, it sent a wave through our team because th- this gentleman was highly respected within that team. Okay. Um, so you can just imagine it's like, Oh my, what just, what happened to him? This guy this is a Titan. Was, yeah. Okay. And uh, we realized at the core you know, the thoroughness with which we approached everything is that we can just never take it for granted. As much as someone has had skin in the game and has solid feet and knows exactly what they're doing, there's still an element of being connected, being connected to the work, 
to ensure. And it's not in a micromanagement aspect. I think if there's one thing we can learn is literally never be above the basics, the fundamentals. I mean, I think of it like, you know, from a martial art background, if a, a, a black belt or, you know, the sensei asks a black belt to do a demonstration and it's just a basic stance, it's not beneath him to show that stance. Hmm. Okay. There's something in, in that repetitive mastery that I guess in one way we suffered from it. We said, you know what, don't disrespect the man. And it's not about that. It needs to be about mastery. And mastery is going over all the little simple basics over and over and over. And maybe even using that opportunity to teach someone new. So mm -hmm. as we speak with one of our senior agents, um, what the plan is and what they're going to be doing, um, you have someone else in the room and gets an idea and they get to learn. And it's a teachable moment. I, mean, I remember hearing, if you want to know something, if you, if the test, if you know something is if you can teach it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And yeah. you, you know, it's funny what, what Mike said in regards to like doing something over and over again. Yeah. So we've had uh, um, the the gentleman that leads our our, our close protection um, uh, uh, training. His name is Joe Balls. He was with the RCMP for thirty one years in the VIP unit. So basically, uh, his responsibility was to train RCMP, which would be equivalent in the U.S. to Secret Service, uh, to ensure that um, the VIP for the Prime Minister. Uh, any uh, affiliations with the royal family? It was mm. under his training. So when he retired, we brought him on board, yeah. and he does a lot of training. And and we've had uh, some of our guys say, I mean, I don't understand why are we doing the same thing over and over and over again, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's like one of those things. And I mean, I wanted to stop that story right now. And and let's just say we're. I mean, I'm going to just tell this example because you're obviously from LA. Let's just say LeBron James says, you know what? Why are we dribbling the ball every day? Why are we, why are we, why are we taking <laughs> yeah. shots? I mean, free, throw free every day. throws. Like, what is why? this? I mean, I know how to do a free throw. Why are we doing it? Yeah. Um, I mean, someone could even say, well, of course they got to practice because if they don't, they're going to get rusty and then they're going to obviously miss the ball, the baskets yeah. and miss opportunities. So why is it that in some areas it could be like accepted to practice and, 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 and hone your craft and do it over, but some others it's like, Oh, why am I walking with the talent? Why, why do I have to look for this and do this and do that? So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it just, it's, it's all perspective mm -hmm. and it all comes down to the mind and what you program your mind to do and how to think and, and how to yeah. do things. And I think that is actually people's biggest enemy as well. It's just that the way yeah. they project something before they do it, because they can't see for whatever reason, anything outside of their lens, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I think at the end of the day, um, you know, if, if they have that openness to saying, I'm going to take this as a new opportunity, as a new learning, I'm going to probably see something here a little different that I've never mm -hmm. seen before. I mean, have you ever looked at something in your house or, or, or maybe like a regular place you see all the time? You're like, hey, I don't remember that flag being there. Yeah. The flag's always been there. It's been there, there right? the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's always been there. So, yeah. I mean, look at it from my perspective. You might see something from a different point of angle from a different perspective yeah. Yeah. that'll you know add to something that you might learn from yeah 100 percent. and i think too you know with regards to repetition something i've learned is um really with shooting a lot you know with the competitive shooting you know going back through the stages and 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 you know you learn to I'm not even going to use the word master, but you become proficient with your firearm enough to aim at a target and hit it, aim at a target and hit it. And then you start to go through the stages. And what starts to happen is you don't have to consciously focus on certain aspects of what you're doing because they've become right. 
almost unconsciously competent as we've all heard the stages and stuff. So like, mm-hmm. you know, you walk with your client, you're walking with your client, you're rehearsing it, you know, you're rehearsing, you know, the things that you're supposed to do on a daily basis with regards to security. Well, those things are going to take less cognitive bandwidth. You know what I'm saying? So now you've got so much more bandwidth to, to, to focus on all the different little like nuances and things that are taking place. The guy that's out of place stands out more because you're not like, Hey, where am I at in this formation? And what's my next step? No, that's stuff. Second nature. It's you now right. that's you've ingested. Right. It's become part of you now. Now you are just like you're driving the car. You're, you're cooking with tartar sauce as we say, you know, like now you're, you're yeah. unconsciously, <laughs> cognitive, unconsciously competent, you know? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, man, I dig it. I dig it. No, that's, that's, that's good. And that learning experience you're talking about, Michael, that's, um, man, there's like, there's just so much that you can take away from that, you know, from the ego, you know, causing him to become inaccurate, you know, because pride comes before a fall. And I'm convinced that I think it's because the pride makes you inaccurate. You stop like confidence is like confidence is accurate. Like people can look at confidence and think it's ego if they don't know what you're capable of, you know, but when they see there's a humility mixed in there and you're like, no, no, honestly, I am capable of doing this. I think confidence is accurate and ego is inaccurate. So that was like one of his first mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Set the course, that that attitude toward it, set the course. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then when you're inaccurate like that, he's not seeing the little, you know, Murphy walking around inside the detail with a baseball bat, just crushing, (laughs) setting setting him up. And that's why we're grateful. The the breakdown just was just a pickup, and they were mm-hmm. able to we were able to resist, move on. Okay. You know? um, but for us, it drove a stake in in what happened that led to this. Yeah. Okay? And it wasn't. Uh, we had to, I guess, investigate, ask some difficult questions, and the, but I think there's one thing that we were constantly growing in is to be able to ask those difficult questions up front. Mm-hmm. So if we see an individual who say is struggling or is maybe. Uh, getting a little jaded and being a little abrasive with their colleagues, that team that they should be valuing so much, you're seeing just issues coming out. We, we found that if at some point we will have to have a difficult conversation with them, but it's so much better to have it earlier than later. Right. When it's a response versus a reaction. And it's, you know, because there's going to be collateral damage. There's going to be some things that happen. We won't be able to recoup and possibly recover from. And we've mm-hmm. seen that too. And that's where we thought, oh man, if, if we only just said this one month previous or whatever time it was, we could have saved them from this. And I get, that's again, the, the responsibility of leadership for us. We don't, uh, for us, it's a real thing. It has nothing to do with a title. It has nothing to do with anything fancy or cushy. Um, for us, leadership is a huge, huge responsibility. And we're always, I mean, I guess, what's great within our team is the leadership that we have are always constantly trying to refine and help each other. We all acknowledge we have a blind spot. There's things that we do confidently and there's things we're completely blind to. And we need each other's voice, you know, in this, that scripture, you know, in the council of many, there's safety. Yeah. So, I mean, that's very, very applicable to the security world. Yeah, absolutely. No, 100%. I, I like that a lot, man. Um, and that's a, that's a, a verse that I've used a lot, 
you know, because mm-hmm. I'm an ambitious yeah, guy, you know, and like, exactly. you know, like I'm, I'm like, I remember even in boot camp, my instructors are like, you're, they were like, you're not very smart. So you're going to be real strong. You know, like, you know, I'll ask everybody, you know, wise counsel and, you know, yeah. I, 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 that's, that's wisdom. 100%. Absolutely. Yes. Now where you guys are, um, up in Canada, you have to do a lot of stuff unarmed, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. So, um, can you speak on that a little bit? Because I know that, you know, for me, I was like a little bit like, yo, what's the approach, you know, and you guys handle your business. But um, I just want to hear you guys break down kind of the approach that you guys have to that. The ration, the, the, no, for yeah. sure. I mean, uh, it, 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 it's a very common, I mean, you know, obviously we have, uh, you know, several clients in the U.S., and uh, whenever, uh, you know, we have new ones or, or even our existing clientele that'll call and be like, hey, listen, we have this uh, situation going on. We're going to need two CPU operatives. I just want to make sure they are armed. And I'm like, actually, no, they're not. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> right. in Canada, uh, you cannot be armed um, mm-hmm. unless, uh, um, I mean, first of all, in close protection, no, at all. All across the board, there is no exemptions in Canada. For, for close protection, but when it comes to like security in general, you have to be like a uh, uh, protecting asset, right? So, you know, jewelry, um, you know, or, or money, yeah. uh, anything of that sort. I mean, they don't classify humans as assets. As yet, assets right? apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, so, so uh, because of that, um, when someone is used to hearing that coming from, you know, the world of the U S right, where everything uh, is surrounded around uh, close protection with arms. I mean, for the most part, uh, mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, I mean, what do we do now? I mean, like, it, it, it's like, we still have to come, but how is it going to be, uh, you know, um, carried out? So for us, I mean, really what it comes down to your, 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 your tool is your communication, right. And your yeah. brain, right. I mean, yeah. that's what it really comes down to. That's what uh, it should be coming down to anyways. But it's like in your, in your security assessment, if mm-hmm. you're going to be doing a, uh, an event or you're going to have a, a, a VIP coming down is, is planning, right. It's all in your planning and creating contingencies right. to ensure that if something does uh, go off, that you have the supports, um, you know, and, and that's pretty much like from the most, like, I mean, I can't, I can just put put a whole bunch of fluff words, right? And say we yeah. do it with the body. That's just, that's the bare bones. I mean, yeah. we you have to basically carry it on your own. I mean, some guys I know put a, have bulletproof vests that you know that, that do the work, uh, but for the most part, uh, I mean, being Canada and, and and being for the country that we are, I mean, we have gun violence here. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, this year alone, I think we're hitting a, a record high of uh, of homicides through gun violence. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's obviously increasing every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, it does come up within our country as well. Maybe we need to carry guns. Maybe we need mm-hmm. to do this. Or we, I don't see it happening. I really yeah. don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find that it's very controlled. And because it's controlled, I mean, it, you know, you kind of weigh the, the option. You know I mean? Do we bring in guns and then maybe face this happening? Or do we just continue to uh, operate in, in, in the way we do and, and, and just use our resources here a little more effectively? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, a protection plan, you utilize, you maximize the tools you have, the resources available to you. And if there's anything, I guess it's just, we can't major on a firearm because it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's not at play. So yeah. once that's off the table, you know, um, you have to get creative. I mean, at the core, you have to really be creative and you can't take certain things for granted in terms of 
uh, you don't want to have a response or you need right. to uh, get out of the X. You know, I mean, we have a gentleman, a senior agent that's on our team who was the head of VIP close protection for a U.S. Embassy in Cairo, Egypt mm-hmm. for a number of years. And he is in Toronto now and working with our team. And he's individually fought against, as a military police, he individually fought against the group that gave birth to the Muslim Brotherhood, which gave birth to ISIS. Mm-hmm. Okay, He actually knows a lot of these individuals by name as he was policing them. Secondly, he went uh, through the revolution that they had. Yeah, uh, he was barricaded in that U.S. embassy for two months, where they took all the police. The public took the, all the police cars and burned them, and tried to bomb different facets on the exterior of the building. And they just tried to stay alive for two months, having no other option. That's he, uh, he's <laughs> yeah, he he's he's been in shark-infested waters. That's, that's one way we we describe it. You know, mm-hmm. in Toronto, Toronto is relatively safe. And you have right. a gentleman who comes from an area, the part of the world that isn't. Yeah, and it's funny. This is where it—he's the person who reminds your team always that you don't need a firearm for protection. Mm. Okay, is bodyguarding? Yes, you know, um, you know, tactically approaching the work. There's a, there's a place for it, but he tells our team on the regular: if you fight, you fail. Okay, mm. it's that simple. And he would show he would show us videos of you know, I mean, these world famous breakdowns, these assassinations where there were. 20 up to 50 agents surrounding that principal and that there was still an attack and in the midst of an attack, not even factoring a secondary attack and what that could actually bring on. He always pauses the video and he says, no matter what you do, the fact that you were under fire, your goal, yes, is to get out of the X, but you, you're going to lose no matter what. If you're fighting, you failed somewhere. Mm-hmm. The other thing he also says is yeah. you can't hit a target that you don't see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's one thing, um, these soft skills that we've spoken about personally about, yeah. uh, we rely on them heavily to have great relations throughout our city. For us, protection means essentially on the ground, great relations. We need to know the city top to bottom. We mm-hmm. need to know that alleyway and where it leads to. We need to know which hotel will allow us certain privileges that another won't. Mm-hmm. We need to know that Italian restaurant on this side of the city where the GM will have, I mean, there's like, all of those little, little details of knowing the lay of the land is mm-hmm. how we do protection incredibly yeah. well and we do it effectively. And because we're secure, we tell our team constantly, don't look for opportunities to try to shine. It's almost the exact opposite. Make mm-hmm. your work disappear. It should almost disappear into the element of what is actually happening there. No one should know it, should feel it, should see you. If you have a whole group of people who are looking at you, they're not validating you. They're, you're exposing, exposing yourself. You. Other, yeah. Yeah. We, have, we have an agent who travels through uh, Northern Africa and through parts yeah. of Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. and he has to switch. He can only work with his principal for two weeks at a time because if he stays longer, he'll be targeted, and they'll probably uh, they'll essentially try to kill him. Mm-hmm. Okay, So it's out of necessity. He tells our team, you're not trying to stand out in any way. You're trying to blend in, in the best way possible. And it's all about your planning and the, the trust you have with your team mm-hmm. and your ability to execute on that plan. So the, the, I say that just because as much as we have our approach, we, we are, we're blessed to have two brothers in the game that they have, they have had no other option than to have to work smart. Man. Mm. Oh, 
I chew on that. Like, take it just a quick <laughs> second, people. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess, it, you know, depending on where you are, you'll appreciate it or not in your development. But there's just so much good things you said there, like, um, you know, the attention thing. I mean, mm-hmm. so many guys in the game. And, and, and honestly, it's like human – it's human It's human nature. You want your work to be seen. You want uh, it to be acknowledged and – in the EP game, we kind of flip everything on its head when we're kind of like, look, we're working to kind of disappear. We're, we're, we really don't want any attention drawn to us. Right. We, we want our client to literally be able to live their life without really feeling that they want. We want them to know the support of us being there, but without us mm. obstructing anything and any movements that they want. You know, it's kind of like we're here, but we're not here. I always tell them, like, like I'm honestly, I'm just here to let that, you know, you know, allow you to live your life in the safest way possible, you know? Right. Um, and you really, really articulated it very, very effectively, um, you know, but uh, that's really the art form. And um yes. <laughs> you know, a lot of what we do and and on the detail guys are trying to outshine each other and things like this, you know, these are like kind of normal things we work through. Um, but, um, when you really can, and the guys that survive the longest are kind of the guys that are like, I don't know, able to do a good job and stay out of the client's hair, (laughs) you know, you know, the guy that's trying to like have a relationship and show up all the time is the guy that gets on everyone's nerves, (laughs) (laughs) you know, absolutely. Yeah. Man, that's good stuff. And, you know, with regards to the firearms, it's true. You know, it's that is a last ditch. Like, I mean, even for us, I think it's kind of like um, if you have to pull your firearm, it's it's almost like a and this might go over like well, I'm going to say it anyways, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit it's kind of a dishonor. You know, it's it's if it, yeah. if it gets to that point, if you have to yeah. draw your weapon you have failed in, on numerous occasions. And now right. here we are kind of like what we were talking about earlier. You know, there's been these little m- minor failures here and there, and now you're in this situation. Um, so, you know, the, for the goal being, you know, to make sure it never gets there, um, that's awesome. And then also, I mean, for you guys, that is, that just is the game. Like, you yes. don't have that to work with. So like, you no, almost, you no. really have to be that much that much sharper at everything, you know, it, it, right. it adds that to it. So, yeah. Man. I mean, at the end of someone's career in, in, in protection, you know, they, they can, they can say the number of kills they have of the bad guys, or they can say, I've never had to break leather. Never, yeah, never had yeah. to, you know, and yeah. it takes a certain type of individual who can mm-hmm. say that confidently mm-hmm. and uh, they know their prep. They know the work they put in. They know what they could have done and been capable should have mm-hmm. something happened. Mm-hmm it's the wrong type of game to try to prove your worth, you know, combatively yeah. especially with a client. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's exactly like karate kid. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd we get to that movie a little earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, you'll notice a lot of conversations lead to that movie, but yeah, <laughs> you know, but that whole thing of just like wanting to use the skills that you have, that mm-hmm. the eagerness, like I know this and, and Miyagi's wise words that, you know, uh, because you know it is this this is why you don't fight you know mm-hmm. it gives you a greater understanding of what it is we will even have these mm-hmm. conversations where when you were talking about how when you're reiterating about blending and kind of taking a step back so that your client can just live the safest life possible 
Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of what we do in Toronto is we look after talent because being Hollywood North and having TIFF, which is huge film festival. And oh, yeah. if you want to flip everything that we kind of say through the year, it gets flipped on its head during TIFF right. because you're right in the limelight and everything. Like, yeah. There's just, there's no escaping. Okay. There's no way. We've had agents where uh, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, they've written articles about some, like our agent by mm-hmm. name. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it was like, like literally, they're like they they he was with a client and there's yeah. comments on how he looks and who he looks like and yeah. they thought you know like and uh, just blew for him someone <laughs> yes exactly yeah. you yeah. know and so those are the challenging things It's where uh, you know we go through so many weeks in a year setting a tone and there's a way that we approach the work and then these festivals these red carpets these certain moments that are they're not vindicative to everyday life and protection but they're mm-hmm. also a part of it mm-hmm. you know and i think something that what we do is we ground it i've had conversations with some personnel directly and i said look i used to enjoy it when i was in the field and i remember once when i was looking after a principal for three days and he had a real death threat on his life mm-hmm. okay and i let them know all the fancy uh, glitz and glam it man, I sobered up quick. Okay. Yeah. Knowing that he, from an internal camp, there was a viable death threat that they showed us the source of the threat, where it came from, who this person was in relation to our principal. And for three days, there was not a, 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 a relaxed moment at all in any way, shape or form. We took nothing yeah. for granted. We were, it was highly publicized. This, where this principal was walking, he had a huge concert that he was doing a beloved kind of intimate concert with 3000 people close proximity to his fan base. And, and man, I don't remember one camera. I don't remember like anything, anything about what you might, you know, in an immature way, get home and think, yeah, I imagine, I hope I looked good on that picture. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. All of that got checked because of a real reality and protection. So I, Mm -hmm. we, I say that because that's something I think again, as leadership, you can prime, Mm-hmm. You can prime them to get them ready for uh, what to expect. There's just something, uh, something really great about that. Being able to, as you said, like to get the counsel, to get to be fed wisdom. Listen, yeah, this is what it's going to look like. These are the ditches. These are the pitfalls. Focus on these things. These are going to be your out. This is what's going to keep you to walk safe and wise, and keep your your client safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think there's too. There's so much to be said for keeping that being able to maintain that mindset uh, even when things are good, you know, when you're at the steak dinner with your client at the security table, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Uh, being able to keep that, 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 seriousness i feel lucky because the iraq thing you know they're like oh you have ptsd you're hyper vigilant look man i am hyper vigilant and i love it i love it you know yeah, like i love just paying attention to everything and yeah. realization that i could die at any minute you know yeah. and i mean if i wasn't doing this for as a job i'd be doing this anyway you know mm-hmm. um oh, I like that. Yeah. but uh because i and you know what it, yeah on that i think really good protection agents and protection guys, man. I think it's just in us. I think it just like, if I really look at like my makeup, you know, who I am, you know, as a husband, as an eventual father, as Byron Rogers, like in a room with people, they're safer because I'm there. And that's something that is 
staked inside of just my character, you know? And so the, the protection thing is organic. It's so organic, you know? Um, I I think that's true with a lot of guys that are good in the game. So some, I guess they'll even say it's a calling, you know, it didn't matter when they were seven or 17 or whatever. They always just felt responsible for, for their group. Always, no matter what uh, they would, they do not think of themselves in any situation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's violent growing up or some dynamic, they just they always stuck their neck out for someone, even for a stranger. There's something right. inherent about that. I, for us, yeah. that's a real quality that we value. That we let people know to work in protection, to work in security. There's an there's an incredible dignity mm. because there's a as, as we spoke in LA, in LA. That was one of the yeah. things we spoke spoke about. Yeah. Just that love of serving, the call to serve, yeah. and the love. To, I mean, at the core, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, and serve whether or not it's acknowledged, whether or not it's appreciated. No one's applauding you. Someone might even uh, verbally disrespect you while you're yeah. doing that. But there's something about driving home or just knowing that uh, that you did something true to yourself. I think that's yeah. that's kind of what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Right. Absolutely. And then, you know, at the dinner party or when you're with your spouse and they're saying, "Why would you do that?" Like, you know that, you know. And the, you know, we've spoken about this kind of just. Uh, working security in in some of the the bad venues of the city mm-hmm. we found you know you just you do not consider yourself there's just something i think that maybe god builds in you in your mm-hmm. dna and your makeup that when someone needs help you run without thinking about self you know yeah 100 percent, man that's a good stuff that's good stuff i um that's good so one more question i respect you guys' time I, we could flow like this for we could flow like this for oh, yeah. this is part one this is part one man this yeah. is just part one no for real though actually really real quick uh and then we'll break out of here so executive protection mindset you know kind of what, what would you say to either a newcomer or someone in executive protection that's really trying to like gather some data on how they can be better. What do you think the ideal executive protection mindset is? What's the mindset you want your guys to have when they're out there in the field? I mean, uh, to answer this question, I mean, on my end, yeah, I would say uh, kind of like a couple of, que- a couple of uh, comments back about the, the humility piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um, man, I mean, I, look. It's a great question. Yeah. Great question. I, again, I'm going to go back to sports. I like bringing sports back to quite a bit because, I mean, team-oriented a thing, right? Um, it is, and it's kind of battle-oriented too. Sports. There's a lot yeah, of sports, man. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Those intangibles. Uh, you know, to, to have that, that quality of, of humility, to be able to to take away I mm-hmm. from the whole equation is, is I mean, you, you'd think on the surface it'd be very easy, but again, a lot of people... Um, I find that when they step into an industry like this, they think they know what they're stepping into, right? Um, and, and they actually have no idea. They have right. no idea whatsoever, right? So to, to come in to have that, that, that humility to say, listen, I, I want to come in and, and learn and, and take away from things, uh, you know, it is a big quality for us. In sports, if you have your, your, your starting lineup and, they're, and they're basically their goal is to win, and you have one person uh, that ends up, you know, or two or three becoming selfish for the, selfish for the ball, for example. Yeah. I mean, as look at when the West and the East play together in the All-Star Weekend, right? I mean, you have the best of the best all playing together. <laughs> Defense is thrown out the window. It all turns into an offense show. And yeah. basically, it's who, who can score. I mean, at the end of the day, there's no strategy. There's nothing involved. But at the end of the day, uh, you have all these elements that are getting thrown in because 
someone says, no, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Uh, you know, it's not a good strategy, right? Mm. So for us, if you take about what we do in close protection, where you're basically looking at protecting individuals, I mean, not even close, but even in security, anything to do in our, in our industry uh, or industries that are transferable across the world, if you don't come in with this mentality that you're going to come in and be a player, that you're going to be, that you're going to learn it, that you're going to absorb, you're going to end up creating a domino effect of failure. Yeah. Yeah, of failure. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and for us, that's that's basically where I take that skill uh, as yeah. uh, as as the highest piece. And it, some may call it a skill because you have to develop it. Um, others may be like, absolutely, it's it's a quality that you should have. I mean, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I'd say Constantine is really great at that, at getting people to step out of what they're saying or complaining or what they you know the current situation that they're standing in. He has a way of bringing them out and walking them through exactly the domino effect that this will now possibly lead to this and then this and then this and he helps them and he gives them credit for them to walk through because he'll he'll call them you're saying this you're approaching the work as such you know that if you do that you might be vulnerable to these things right and if you're vulnerable to these things you might try to make up for it by blaming others mm-hmm. okay and when you start blaming others you're actually disc- you're not bringing credit to yourself you're discrediting yourself and why does that work because and as you're giving up as you power, lay, yeah. <laughs> yes. And you just yeah. exactly. And as you lay it down for them, you have to give them credit that they'll get it. I mean, if they don't, then right there, that's like an indicator that in, you know, away from the field, in a calm huddle for the, you know for their sake, if they can't see it, they're not going to see it on the field. There's no yeah. way. I, I've had if, guys that yeah. um, that when they're looking at hiring agents, they'll come in and saying, "This is my price tag," okay. And this is what I've done. And uh, this is what I should be getting for my, for my services. Yeah, or and, so I think. And I would say, okay, I respect that. Uh, but I don't know that directly. I mean, you could have been doing things to your way that could have been wrong, right? So yeah. I want to see you do it in our system and see how you do. And if I find that you can do it, I'd be more than happy to, to, to give you uh, what your price, uh, what, you, what, you're, what you're naming as your price. Yeah. Because um, I find what happens a lot of the time, Byron, is that, uh, you are a legend in your own mind. Literally, yes. that's what it comes down yes. to. Yes. You, know, you, know, you know what I mean? I know I am. I am a legend. Yeah, I, uh, Every I day all, I wake up. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. We're all LeBron. We're all, yeah. yeah, all of hey. us are LeBron. Absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, that's where also humility checks in a bit, right? It's yeah. like, okay, great. I'm going to take this as a challenge to show them what I can do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually made us retweak our systems internally to be like, look, let's see you do this for the next 60 days. Let's yeah. see how you do, how consistent you are. I mean, I mean, we don't even throw that number out. Sometimes it's an internal number for us to see, can you sustain? We were talking about this the other day. I'm not sure what, the, what it is like in the U.S. when it comes to probation on a new job, but in, in, uh, in Canada... Uh, there's a three-month window that they give you that you can hire somebody. And for whatever reason, if you're not happy with them, you have that three months to say, thanks very much. You're just not a right fit for us, right? Yeah, yeah. It's basically firing with just cause, right? Right. And we were talking about the other day, how do they come up to that window? Like, why three months? And, mm-hmm. I mean, the more and more we see people evolve in what they do, it's, it's actually a good window to really see someone. Can, can you be consistent over and over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. in that window? And if, if you can... It basically, right. after three months, you're choosing not to do that anymore. It's, it's, a, it's yeah, an yeah, actual yeah. choice now. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's no longer a skill thing. So, I mean, to me, just I, I use that example because at the end of the day, really, it all comes down to are you a humble individual? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. where's your baseline of your character where's your ba- exactly. exactly exactly yeah and the humility piece so no that's huge i mean it is and, and a lot of guys coming from different um backgrounds and different careers you know Mm-hmm. I mean, the cognitive dissonance that re- that would ensue from that is respectable. You know, you've already gone through 20, 30 years somewhere. You're a made man. You got you got rank. You have experience. Right. What you were doing was difficult and sophisticated. And now you're going to step into security. You know, I really right. want to restore yeah. a lot of the honor back to security because like we were talking about, like, <laughs> this is an honorable uh, yeah, endeavor. Yeah. You know, people yeah. used to die. You know, you. Yes. You're securing the king, the royal family. This is honorable stuff, you know. Um, but now you're like, yeah, I'm going to do security, make some side, you know, side money. And you just think, you know, and I, depending yeah. on yeah. To the degree you get involved, it's more or less, you know, easier, complicated, maybe. But, you know, I, right. I feel like we can all trip on things if we don't respect them, you know. If you're yeah. the arrogance can, the inaccuracy of arrogance can jam anybody up doing anything. Absolutely. Um, but gentlemen, hey, we for sure gotta have we gotta continue this conversation. Yeah, man. It has been yeah. so good talking and hanging yeah. with y'all again. You know, time flies. Um, but you know, where are you guys at? What are you doing now? Where can we find you? Um, yeah, where 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 can we find you guys and what's going on with your business? Um, so obviously, uh, we're, we're Sentinel Security Plus. Um, I mean. Uh, you just type that in Google, bam. You see oh. us. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but what we're doing right now is, uh, I mean, literally, uh, look at it in three parts. The first part is we're continuing, and I mean, in all assets, we're continuously finding ways to raise the bar. Okay, that's that's one of the things that we're continuously doing, right? And that's a big focus piece. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the second thing that I would say that we're really uh, focusing on doing is, um, uh, uh, fine tuning the, 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 the product that we have to ensure that we can replicate that outside of the country. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and for us right now, uh, that's, there's some opportunities that are presenting themselves that, you know, we might uh, entertain them, but for us, uh, we need to ensure that we are hundred percent secure in security before we do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom. Love it. Yeah. The demand is great right now. We're, yeah. We're in, yeah. A, we're in a very privileged place to have uh, incredible demand right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and the last thing that we're doing is we're we're amping our training. I mean, we're 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 looking at uh, just taking it to a different level, uh, just to get to get into uh, you know the mold of just here's how we do things now here on this level. Okay. So I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it, it it is keeping us quite busy, and there's so yeah. much to do. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you, you got you got to chip away, man. You got you, you got to do like Shawshank Redemption. Just chip away at that wall. You know what yeah, I mean? Man, get your spoon near your whatever. Yeah, yeah. Chip exactly. Away. Exactly. I'm exactly. with you at that, man. Yeah, I say this. I think what what's awesome, as much as we've laid down, much as we've the ground that we've broken, the things that we've pioneered and brought new to the game, it it never it never gets dull and it never gets boring. And it, yeah. we almost on the regular turn to each other and the group that, that we're with. And we always say, it just feels like we're getting started. Almost right. always. That's just, awesome. And yeah, we're not just saying it to, uh, for the sake of saying it. Like it's, we really just feel like we're getting started. And that yeah. commitment to getting better, the commitment to growth and, you know, and growth means that you're going to go through things that you don't like, that resistance, because mm-hmm. that resistance is yeah. what brings growth. Um, when you embrace it, it's in a whole you can actually enjoy it. You know, yeah. I remember, yeah, training. You, can. Yeah, you right. do, you know, you know, you know, when you, when you train hard physically, yeah, you get into, not everyone experiences this, but there's that zone where punishment 
or just like doing something that you could like that you can't get through uh, mm-hmm. or would normally sign up to do. There's there's something in, like uh, almost addictive to it. Invigorating. Yeah, yeah. it you takes know? on a life yeah. on its own. Yeah, it does. It takes on a life on its own, and uh, you're just so in. You're so present, and no one sitting on their couch would, in their right mind, would sign up for that yeah. journey. Yeah. Okay. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we, we go through a couple of weeks straight of just like in, incredible workload and we recoup and we say, okay, let's do it again. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the yeah. next thing yeah. and the next yeah. thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but it, it's, it's good to what Mike said about uh, how we look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually referenced this many times in conversations in the, in the seventies, yeah. you have Steve Wozniak and Steve jobs in their garage building uh, what we have today as Apple products, building what was just established a couple of weeks ago as a trillion dollar company, okay? And I tell people, yeah, we yeah. are Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak in our version of our garage, building something that we're gonna throw out and revolutionize uh, what we're gonna do at least to start in our city, city yeah. of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what drives us to say, you know, to bring out the, 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 the nuances and, 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 the, and the new pieces that can just bring to that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, that's what's up, man. In a nutshell, that's what we're doing. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Boom, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what's energizing about it. Just the commitment to, to bring our best and be our best, not to be better than someone else. Not at all. Yeah. We never yeah. talk. Yeah. It's just yeah. to be our best. What, how yeah. can we be our best? Right. You know, mm-hmm. And when you're focused on yourself, it's so crazy. You know, it's just different mentalities people come from, you know, based on where they're at in their, in their journey. But when you're really focused on you and your game and being the best you can be, like, I mean, it's not even, it's like a devaluation of yourself to focus on somebody else. You know what I mean? Like you just, exactly. you really like there's so much you need to learn. And like what you said, like, feels like we're just getting started that says so much about the mindset that you guys come from like like i need i'm gonna adopt that phrase because if you're really in a mode of learning and if you're really in a mode of growth and if you're really paying attention to everything that's happening around you in the game in life whatever job it is you really can keep that mindset as it's just like you just started because the information's there the experience Mm -hmm. is there all the new data points that you need to go to the new next level are there. It's just that mm-hmm. so many of us become so callous and like conditioned to our environments that we, we fail to maintain that new mindset and look for all the, all the information, you know, cause when you yeah. first get into something and you're new, you start driving the car for the first time. You're like sensory overload, you know, yeah, then right. you, you write the systems and the, and everything to do that and the software, your mind, and then you take things for That's granted. Right. If you can keep that, it's just like I just started mindset. I think growth is like an exponential thing that organically, oh, buzzword, we bring it full circle and organically happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> wow, what an honor. I love I love I I love conversating with you gentlemen, man. It's good stuff. Um it's good, high man. quality content, you know. For sure, man. So, Boom. That, so yeah. Hey, till the next time, next time. Um, thanks so much for your time. And it's an honor being on here and having Amazing. you on here. So Brian, thank good. you so much, man. Thank you for having us. Yeah. We're going to grab a quick lunch and then we'll just do another one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what's up. All right, gentlemen. Boom. Thank okay. You. okay. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. 
that Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it. $1 a month, $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there. And it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers Motivation. Com, and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.